Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Pete Cohen. And Pete and I met uh, some time ago actually when Pete was a guest speaker. I'd like to say keynote speaker, but uh, it was an absolutely amazing presentation that you uh, gave and warmed up the whole audience. And I'm so pleased listeners to have Pete on this podcast and it's good to have you with us today. Well, thank you so much. You know, I, I always feel honoured when people ask me because I'm normally the one who's asking. So because just like you, you know, I have a podcast as well. And uh, yeah, look, thank you for the opportunity to to connect with you and, and the people that listen to your podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. So tell the listeners uh, a little bit about you. I know you've had a, perhaps a few changes um, you know, since we last met. Just give us a little bit of an idea of, of what Pete's about. I'm like you, I'm a coach, you know, I'm just obsessed with solutions. Uh, you know, a coach is someone who, in my eyes, works out where someone is, mm-hmm. works out with them where they want to go, works out what's in the way and support them on that journey. You know, there's nothing better than being a part of someone's process, uh, being a part of someone's success. So I've been coaching people like you for a very long time and I feel like I've only just got started um, you know, it's a privilege. I do a lot of speaking. That's how we met. And I like yeah. speaking, but no, at the heart of it, I'm, I just love to coach, you know, I love to listen and try and work out exactly where someone's coming from. And right. like I say, I feel like I'm just getting started as I know you, you are as well, because your hunger for helping mm-hmm. people, you know, hasn't diminished. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. 12 years ding. And just at this just scratching the surface. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you, it's go on. For the listeners here, uh, obviously this is audio, not video, but uh, Pete is wearing a, a red shirt and it's it's got a, is it MI365? Yeah, MI365. MI365. So I love, just, yeah, just tell yeah, us yeah. what that's about. I mean, this started about five years ago. I was looking for like a, a brand. I was looking and I, and I was working with someone because I'm one of those people like you that I know that we need help. You know, it's very hard to achieve anything in life on your own, especially today. Mm. You know, you need, I needed people. And I started working with this guy who's a real genius with kind of coming up with names and ideas and brands. And my whole thing is about, you know, the self coaching and, and 365, you know, that's a year, you know, if you could work on yourself for a year, what would that be like? You know, that's a long time for a lot of people. So I wanted to call it me 365, but that had already gone. Uh, (laughs) And I was the next thing that came up. And I'm so glad because for me, the I the M stands for the, the, the individual, the me, yeah. and also stands for things like mentor. It stands for whatever anyone wants it to stand for. But for me, the M stands for the mentoring, the mindset, and the I is the self, and the I is the identity. And that's something I'm obsessed about. You know, the identity, the word identity means the state of being the same. And we have an opportunity to create new identities, to create new personalities. But again, people need help. You know, I don't know anyone that's really ever done any of that work solely on their own. No. Uh, we all need each other. And I think that's the, the new economy really is how can I help you? You know, what do you need? Simon, do you need anything? Can I do anything for you? Because it would be my pleasure to help you and serve you. 
But in order to do that, you've kind of, you've got to take a bit of a look at yourself and look at how you're getting your needs met and, and wake up to the fact that human beings are most alive when they're growing, when they're contributing. So my 365 really for me is, is a way of helping people get to that point in their life. Perfect. Good. So yeah, that, that makes good sense. Thank you. Now you started the, um, the, the pre-session of this about a relationship with coffee. And you said that I would probably not find anybody who has a relationship with coffee like you do. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking then and more about that relationship. I'm intrigued to know more. Yeah, like I said, I bet you've never heard a story like I'm going to tell you and I'll try and do not the, the short version or the long version. I'll try and do something in between. So I always hated coffee. I absolutely hated it. You know, for years growing up, my dad would say, do you want a cup of coffee? I said, dad, I don't drink coffee. I hate it. I hate the smell of it. I hate everything to do with it. Right. Only for me, I knew other people loved it. But it was the last thing I would ever, ever, ever in my life expect to do. But you know what? situations uh, change in life and uh, we change in in many cases so right now i'm drinking a, a mocha uh, mm -hmm. that is infused with a very powerful superfood it's called it's called reishi or ganoderma uh, it's the most powerful superfood in the world there's over 3000 medical studies on it but that's kind of how i found it so um, 10 years ago i think you know part of this story 10 years ago my wife was diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumor and was given 18 months to live. No, now you also know I'm a coach and you also know I'm obsessed with solutions. So just like you, Simon, if I looked at your career, I'd see, look what Simon has done. You know, I don't shout from the rooftops about the work that I've done because I don't need to, but I've got evidence of people who I've helped people who have got fears, phobias, I was challenged many times on television with multiple people with multiple phobias. I've written 19 books, many of those books, international best-selling books around the world. Um, I'm not saying that to impress. I'm just saying I want to give solutions to answers to the problems that people have. Yeah. Life is testing, like COVID has tested many people. The, the, the economy is now going to test people. I think often people do need tests because that's when they need coaching, uh, but they often end Absolutely. up in a better place. And I know that's why yeah. you've had such great success this year, yeah. as you were telling me before. So my dad brought me up to, uh, my dad always said, son, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. So Simon, guess what? You and I have got 110 mutual friends, I think. Um, but I bet I know more people than you. I don't know, but I probably do. I'm older than yeah, you, yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how old you are. 53. Sorry? Last, 53 last week. Oh, so uh, you are older than me. I'm 50. Yeah. So we're the same um, sort of age. Yeah, but we, look, we look very similar though, don't thank we? Thank you. Yeah, we've got Listeners the same can't look. see that. And, yeah. and same look and feel. So my yeah. dad brought me up that way. So whenever I meet someone, I've been hypnotized to think I've got to get to know this person. Plus, I've also got to find out who they know. So over the years, mm. I've established a ridiculous network of people. But my mum, who right now is actually in hospital, which is okay. She's they think she's got a chest infection. Thankfully, it's not okay. COVID. My mum always taught me there's an answer to everything, right? So that's why if someone comes to me, I will find a solution. If I can't find a solution, I'll find someone who can. Yeah. And I've still not, you know, that's what I love to do. So when my yeah. wife had diagnosed with the brain tumor, uh, Simon, it won't surprise you. I had a coach for 16 years of my life. He passed mm. away a few years ago. Um, he 
helped me with so many areas. He helped me sell a business for a couple of million in 2003. He saved my wife's life because when my wow. wife was diagnosed in the hospital, I called him up. He lived in Dallas. I, I told him what happened. And Simon, this is what he said. He said, find people that are still alive with the same brain tumor and find out why are they still here? What did they do? Yeah. yeah. All right. And then the next thing he said, which really freaked me out at the time, but I just put it to the back of my mind is he said, what is she going to do when she gets better? Now I didn't say anything about that because Simon, I've always been driven from my past. I've never thought too much ahead. And through going through this experience with my now wife, who's um, in fact, nine years ago, uh, two days ago, we were in Houston because I found this treatment in America that costs $250,000. I had to find a doctor in the United Kingdom that would oversee the treatment. All these doctors said no, because the treatment wasn't nice guideline to prove, but nothing was going to stop me, right? We always need a crisis to, to bring out the best in human beings for us to see a side of people we don't normally see. So I found this treatment. We were in Houston. We were in this clinic where my wife was being treated and, um, this boy came in with his parents and his parents just said, oh, we've been to see Dr. Rakowski. And I, I went, oh, Rakowski, I, I know that name. You know, in life, be careful what you wish for. I wanted yeah. her to see a nutritionist. I knew Dr. Rakowski, not personally, but I knew him because prior to studying psychology, I was into physiology, I was a personal trainer, and I knew people that always talked about this guy. I called yeah. him up, the next day we're in his office, he sits down, he does all these tests on my wife. And then he says to me and my wife at the end, he says, how does a tornado start? And I'm going, I don't know. How does a whirlwind start? I don't know. He said, the conditions have to be right. If the conditions are right, these cancer, these things happen for tornadoes, hurricanes. That's what cancer does. So he put her on loads of supplements. He put her on a diet that some people know. It's called a ketogenic diet, which is basically no sugar. Yeah. And then he said, if you drink coffee, drink this. And I didn't drink coffee. I tried it. I thought, that's all right. Um, but she drank it. She liked it. We got a few boxes. She carried on the treatment. We came home. Couldn't get it here. But then I found that we were at a, a market and someone was selling it. I thought, look, there's that coffee. So yeah. I got Hannah a couple of boxes. I still didn't drink it. Still wow. was not interested. A year and a half later, Dr. Rakowski <laughs> called me. I was at my parents' house. And he said to me, you know that coffee? I said, I said yeah. He goes, do you want to sell it? Because I'm looking to, you know, I want to, I, we, we, we can sell it. We can be distributors and we can sell this coffee. Yeah. And I got kind of carried away as an enthusiasm. And I just said, yes, hmm. I, I went downstairs. I told my mom and dad, my dad, my, my dad was alive at the time. And my dad said, but you don't drink coffee. And I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't do yeah. I. No. I've just joined a coffee business. Yeah. Um, as soon as the coffee arrived, I started drinking it and I've not stopped drinking it for nine years. And you asked me, before yeah. this started about how life has changed for me. That business has flourished and I have a massive network of people. It's a network marketing business, which was always a business model I shied away from. I was totally, yeah. that's not for me. I don't want to sell. It's a pyramid, all that nonsense. But I've actually built a massive business. I've got a huge business in South Africa of all places. Wow. And um, yeah, now, you know, my wife is, nine years cancer-free she consumes Amazing. this every single day and uh i drink <laughs> this is probably my sixth cup of coffee yeah. today and right. i love coffee you know you, you couldn't pay me not to drink coffee yeah so uh, i don't know whether you've ever heard any stories about people's relationship no with coffee. no absolutely not and 
I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, before we get, a, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we're mixing up the coffee and the business questions as you're going through this. But from the point of view of the of the coffee, how does it come? Is is it an addition to the coffee? Is the coffee part of the same? You know, what, so what you, you know that um, when it comes to supplements, everyone really should be supplementing their diet. You know, whether yeah. if they think they shouldn't be, they're just stupid because um, you know the ground, the food that we get the sorry, the food that comes from the ground is so overworked. It's always deficient in minerals and nutrients, vitamins. Um, so most people forget to take supplements. Even I forget them and I'm pretty health conscious, yeah. but no one ever forgets to drink coffee. We have tea as well. So it's just infused in it. That's all. You can okay. take it on its own. But yeah. what's fascinating about this, because again, solutions, if you look at the history of this, it's actually a mushroom, believe it or not. If you look at the history of it, it wow. was reserved for the emperors. And, and many of the reasons <laughs> it was reserved for the emperors in China was many of them had over a thousand mistresses in their 70s. Mm. Now, if you and I had over a thousand mistresses, we'd be very busy. So yes. anything that was in nature that was powerful was given to them. And people think of these things as superfoods, but that isn't actually a medical term. There's no such thing as superfood, but we use it because it's quite a, a good way of explaining yeah. that some foods go above and beyond what other foods do. It's what's actually known in the medical world as functional foods, that foods that have a higher function than, than most. So, um, yeah, it's just infused in it. And, it, you know, I've, I've been sick once in nine years and been collecting testimonials for people. But, you know, yeah. the other side of it, Simon, which still to this day seems a bit strange to discuss. In my, in my, in the late, early 90s, I came across network marketing, but I wasn't interested in it. I didn't, I was always very self-conscious about it. Yeah. But what I realized very, very, very quickly was this incredible relationship with network marketing and personal development. That really got me. I saw people like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, a lot of these people talking about it for, for many reasons. But one of them was that to be successful in, in a business like that, you have got to work on yourself. You know, your business, yeah. it's any business, right? Yep. Your, I believe your business will only ever really grow at the rate at which you grow, right? And I'm sure it, when you're coaching people, you're trying to coach the whole person, not, not just the business person, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you can't separate the two. So, so why do you, I want to turn this on back onto you a little bit, because <laughs> I want to get you on my podcast, but why do you coach people? What, what is it about coaching that makes you want, because I know you kind of came out of like a semi sort of retirement, right? Yes, uh, for me, it was about success and helping people be successful. You know, I've got no, no children, so I've got no legacy to leave. So coaching for me is about passing on all the lessons that I've learned, good and bad, and passing those on life lessons as well as business lessons to people so that the legacy of my success can be handed on to somebody else. Yeah. And they can then hand it on. And I like to work with people who pass it on. So, you know, if I've got 18 clients, that's great. But how many people can they pass it on to? So it's that it's that ripple effect. It's that, you know, that universal you know, ripple in the pond that one day is going to come back. You know, and I'm a great believer in that you you give out and then you receive in return. And that for me is what coaching is about, you know, having that impact and leaving that so, legacy. Yeah, I find that also fascinating because 
you know, when you look at human beings, you, you see some funny things, right? You know, we, we ha we're the only animals that, that there is this word actually, which I didn't know about it until recently, perspection, which is where human beings have this ability to make choices that other animals don't, that we can project, basically, we can see mm. for futures. Most people don't because they don't have, they do have a relationship to the future and it's not a great one. That's why they behave in the way that they do. If people could see where their lives will end up, many people would realize I need to change my behavior, but we don't tend to think too much about that. But what I really love about you, what you just described is, and it's very rare to find this. And so Tony Robbins has given one of the most successful TED talks in history. It's only 11 minutes and it's called why we do what we do. Yeah. And I don't know whether you've seen it, but he talks about these six needs that we, we all, so yep, all motivation those. is motivated by, by need. Yeah. And, you know, those first four needs are certainty. We all want certainty, but we all want uncertainty because if we knew everything that was going to happen, I think life would be pretty boring. Correct. We want connection, you know, like the connection that you and I have right now and the connection of people who listen to this. And yeah. we want significance. And we, unfortunately, we have to get those needs met. But many people get those needs met in a way that's negative or neutral. If you don't get those needs met in a way that is positive, you'll never get those higher needs met, which is growth and contribution, which yeah. is obviously something like you and me. We're obsessed with that. But our, um, I don't know about you. My ego can still rise up sometimes and think, oh, hang on a second. If you're doing this for this person. But then I, the other part of me says, hey, look, there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah. Like you say, just put it out there. Offer yeah. value, be a good person. Like uh, my favorite book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, you know, he, you know, he said, the era of the go-getter is gone. It's the go-giver. How can I give? How can I serve? What do you need? Yeah. Give what you haven't got. And you know, actually, where he learned that from was from, oh, from many people that he interviewed. But one of them was Andrew Carnegie, who's Con Carnegie's, it was his idea for that book, Think and Grow Rich, which Napoleon Hill spent 25 years working on, wow. 25 years of yeah. his life. Carnegie became the richest man in the world and spent the second half of his life giving his money away. And he, in fact, he died of a broken heart because the steel, which the steel manufacturing, which made him the richest man in the world, was producing weapons. And he, he, he kind of pleaded with, President Eisenhower, I think, yeah. to not go to war because mm. he knew that those weapons would be used to kill people. Yeah. And he died, you know, of a broken heart. He didn't go back to Scotland. He stayed in America because he was obsessed yeah. with giving. He built two and a half thousand libraries around the world where he gave them money. He didn't build them himself. Yeah. But life is so much better Absolutely. when you can give and learn and grow and evolve because that is what I think we're here to do, right? Until we die. Yeah. And if we don't do that, we will, I believe mo most many people will die before they need to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's interesting. I think we all have stories in our lives where we can recognize when somebody gave us something <laughs> when, they, when they didn't have it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as you were talking the story there, I could feel the goosebumps on, on my arms and my legs. Because you know, I remember my granddad, he, he was uh, really poorly. Uh, he was in bed. Uh, and he got pneumonia. He died very shortly after. But his the the thing that stands out most. He was more interested in me opening up the bedside drawer, and he used to give me some coppers, copper pennies, in a little paper bag. 
And that moment that he gave that very unconditionally, he didn't, he had nothing else to give, but he gave me that bag of coppers and thinking back after what you just said there, that probably has shaped many of my decisions, many of my habits, many of my behaviors for years that have gone since. Yeah. It made me the person that I am. And we never know what that unconditional giving is going to have an effect, not on perhaps what we might see now, but what on will happen in, in the future and on other people's lives. Well, thank you for sharing that story because I never met your grandfather, but you just kept the memory of him alive. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, tomorrow I'm speaking at an event tomorrow in one of these places which has been built for uh, virtual speaking. So there's screens all around. And, yeah. you know, my dad, who's, who's not here, you know, he left me a couple of things. He left me a couple of watches. Mm -hmm. I've, I don't wear a watch, you know, very rarely do I wear a watch. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely going to wear, definitely going to wear this because, yeah. you know, I, I didn't realize just how amazing, I, I kind of knew how amazing my dad was, but when he died at his funeral, it was so packed that there were people waiting outside it was the crematorium yeah. in hoop lane in north london it was a very famous crematorium and there were screens outside and people were watching on the screens and all these letters came to my mom and emails and they all pretty much said the same thing about who my dad was that my dad had time for everybody that my dad yeah. would be interested yeah. in everybody and yeah. he gave me that and it is he i'm i think i'm not better than him but i had a great teacher yeah. You know, it's that in just that interest and that curiosity in people and curiosity is such if people became more curious about how they could grow and how they could contribute. Just imagine how much different the world would be, because we live in a world that is very me, 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 me focused as opposed to my 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 mi yeah. sorry you know yeah. <laughs> and I think that's something that I've seen that's come out of this uh, sort of pandemic. You, know, you look at you know the Captain Toms, you look at the people yeah. who have visited str total strangers and taken food parcels to them uh, because they haven't been able to get out. You know, I, I really hope that a lot of the behavior that we have experienced during this pandemic, whilst I don't want the pandemic to carry on, what I do want is some of that behavior, some of that giving behavior to continue. And if anybody is listening to this and you've done something where you took the time, as, as Pete just mentioned, to give somebody something, then don't just stop doing it when all this finishes. Keep doing yeah. it. Keep it up. Yeah, and I th when we look at all the things that we can do, of which there are many things, mm. one of the greatest things you can do is just listen. Yeah. You know, I remember my coach told me when he qualified as a doctor many, many years ago in the Philippines in a small little island, his first patient came to see him. And the patient started saying what was wrong with him. And Raphael, could, he told me he could think of over a hundred things that could be wrong. And he kind of got a bit scared because he thought, I don't, which one is it? Mm -hmm. So all he did is he just told the patient a story. He just thought a oh, story of something to do with something that he thought that the patient would relate to. And after a bit, the patient just said, you know what, doctor, thank you. Thank you for listening. I, I feel better. Even though he didn't listen, he was just telling him a story. Yeah. That, um, you know, a lot of suffering is because people feel alone and a lot of suffering is because people are not able to make sense of what's going on. And let's face it, a lot of what is going on right now is pretty different. Yeah. 
you know, it just shows how fragile everything really is. Um, and this world is going to change and there's yeah. going to be a lot of people who are going to need help. They're going to need us to help them. And maybe we'll need help and yeah. we should never be afraid to ask, can you help me with this? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I need help. Yeah. Uh, which is something a lot of people feel very self-conscious. They feel almost vulnerable to ask someone, but most people I know actually like ask, like helping. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the, 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 let's get back to the coffee for, for a moment. Um, you mentioned the coffee you've got at the moment is a mocha. Yeah. Is that your favorite way of taking coffee? Oh, or no way, no way, way. No so way. So what's your favorite way of taking coffee? Um, well, there's a few. I mean, uh, there's a time and a place for this. But for me, I get up very early. I get up at four in the morning. And we've got a massive uh, water cooler that does hot water. So I turn that on, come and sit down. I've got a journal. I write in the journal. I'm just waiting, knowing that my first cup is coming. And I actually just like it black. You know, yeah. like a, a quite strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then later on in the day, then I'll make my wife a coffee. Um, so she has obviously this this coffee, but I make that with for her with coconut and butter. So a lot of people know that as something called bulletproof coffee. I make that for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I've heard she of that. Doesn't really know, but I always keep a little bit for myself. <laughs> and I've got some greens. I've got some like these green vegetables, but in powder form with yeah. chocolate in it. So I put that in there. Uh, that's my kind of second cup. And about an hour later, I'll probably have another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we have pods as well that go in an espresso machine. So I'll, I'll probably have one of those a day. But, yeah, I, I, I don't get the jitters. So, But if you gave me like a normal cup of coffee without this mushroom in it, I, I probably – well, I have had the jitters before. I'm very yeah. hyperactive, as you can probably tell. So – what about you? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Uh, yeah, well, I, I too have got an espresso machine, so I love my Nespresso pods. I've never drank as many Nespresso pods as I have during lockdown because my coffee machines worked overtime. But, you know, and it's it's not because I'm after sponsorship of this uh, podcast, but I love Starbucks. Yeah. Um, and for me, my favorite, and it's it only comes around this time of year, is a gingerbread latte. Oh, you know, there's, I, I love gingerbread. So whether it's ginger nut biscuits, gingerbread cookies, anything, uh, lemon and ginger tea. I love lemon and ginger tea. So I love things with ginger in them. So a gingerbread latte for me does it every time. I'm going to send you some coffee, by the way. I'm going to send you some pods with this love magic mushroom yeah. in it, but you won't hallucinate <laughs> it that way. No. <laughs> so going on, uh, you know, we talked a lot about business and a lot about your business. Is there anything that you can share with the listeners that, you have gone through recently probably over the last few months where it's made a significant difference to you or to the way that you've done business or perhaps it's somebody you've worked with that you've shared it and it's made an impact to them well one of the things i always wanted to do was take personal development to the masses right i always thought let's let's make let's take the common sense of personal development but what i've realized is that the masses aren't interested you know that there's no point taking something to someone who's not interested. You know, you, you've got to take what you do to the people who are, would be most receptive to it. So during lockdown, I've focused a lot more on the people that I want to continue to help. And they're people that are already high achievers that want to go to another level, or they're people that are just kind of caught in the middle. You know, they're the sort of people that could go that one way. And the biggest difference that that is that is happening now in my work is 
really my brother is a psychotherapist and in some time, some cases when I'm working with someone, if issues keep coming up where emotion just, it, it just doesn't go, you know, they, mm. something, then sometimes people need to look back. So my brother and I have actually had some real success with helping people go back to make sense of the past because so that you can look at your past and almost have this attitude of that happened for me, not to me. Yeah. This, and I'm going to take that and I'm going to fuel it because again, just being brutally honest, Simon, if someone wants to achieve something grandiose, something big, that's going to be challenging enough, you know, to pick the goals, find the path and stick to it and believe in where you're going. If you're still being affected by your past, then that's going to make that journey a lot tougher than it needs to be. Completely agree. So yeah. that's one of the things that I've found has made a big difference. Yeah. And then at the same time, helping people create a meaningful relationship with their future self. And that, I'm not a big fan of personality testing. I've never been a fan of it. I, I ha it has a place. I think it has yeah. more of a place actually for people to understand other people. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Because personality changes, right? You know, if I look, you look at me and I look at you and we see how far we've come in our life, we'd look back and think, I'm not the same person that I was. I have changed. Yep. And I like to help people think about what's the personality that you want to create and have goals that are more about the person that you're going to become as opposed to the result. So lockdown really, really made me go inside and really start reevaluating what I was doing how I was working with people. And I've just seen more and more people transform. I've really seen people rise up through a challenge, you know? Okay. What about you? Yeah, well, likewise, I think, you know, the relationship with your future self, that's an interesting one. I, the forward focus reflection is a worksheet that one of my coaches gave me. Uh, I've got a marketing coach called Taki Moore, who's in yeah, Australia. Yeah, Taki's Taki. amazing. He's one of the, I've learned a lot from him. Yeah, and he, when I was um, on his programs many years ago, he gave me a worksheet uh, as part of the Best Year Yet program, and it was forward focus reflection. Yeah. And it is using that reflection to move you forward, isn't it? And very often when people look back, it holds them back. Yeah. So I do that every year. I always take time to look at the year, and I'll be doing it in you know a couple of weeks' time. I always do it on New Year's Day, and I create a vision book of the future. So we have a PowerPoint slide and we put images of what that future self looks like. So, you know, yeah. what, do I, what do I look like, you know, physically, what do I look like emotionally? What do I look like recreationally? And uh, yeah, I'm a very visual person. Words don't do it for me very often. That's why I don't read books. I listen to books instead. Yeah. Uh, so creating something that's image based is really important for me. Can so you that, say that again? Cause I just want to write that down. I'm actually giving a talk tomorrow. I'm going to quote you. You said, <laughs> You said, look back, people who look back, what did you say? People that look back uh, get held back. And for me, it's about looking forward and creating a scrapbook of your future. Yeah, I'm a massive together. fan of taking notes and I just yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with taking notes. So yeah. thank you for that because that's very useful. And it is that forward focus reflection, yeah. using that reflection to push you forward. Uh, and I, I want to ask you a question here. Normally I say, you know, if you can give the listeners one tip or one lesson, what would it be? 
but I want to be more specific with you, Pete. And I know you've got your dinner. That's so fine. Don't worry. Ready. It's all good. It's all good. We could talk for hours. So maybe <laughs> we'll do another podcast another time. Definitely. What one lesson would you share with the listeners that they can take away that will help them transform? You've mentioned that word transform there and taking people from that relationship of where they are now to where they want to be. What lesson could you give people in a few words that they could really yeah. take away as a nugget? Yeah. So the fact is we all face the same situations in, in our head, right? So in, in, in uh, Buddhism, they call it Maya in Hinduism. They call it Dukkha. It's the illusions that the, the games that our minds play on us, you know, from the moment you wake up in the morning, there's a part of you that wants you to stay where you are. You might think that someone's following you or talking about you. You are always going to have this part of you that holds you back. So Dr. Stephen Peters calls it a chimp. Mm -hmm. uh, I call it a duck, you know, this quacking away. You always have it, but you also have another side that has got you to listening to the end of this podcast. You know, it's got you to the place that you are on this earth, this part of you that is a genius. And a lot of people don't think of themselves as a genius, but I dare anyone that's listening to this to go and look at what that word really means just at the, the root, the etymology of the word, because it came from the Romans and it wasn't to do with being intellectual or, being uh, extremely gifted it was related to the inner voice right the inner guiding voice that we all have and that's in, in fact in some languages the word genius is the same as genie the genie you know like in aladdin mm -hmm. in yeah. the lamp um we all have a genius inside us and we all have this battle going on some people have more than two voices and that's what we start to talk about schizophrenia yeah but the reality is if you can find out what really makes you come alive and you can really relate to the part of you that wants you to move forwards and grow and contribute. You're never going to get rid of the other voice, but the more you get started on things, the more you allow yourself, the more that part of you just shuts up. The hardest thing to do is just get started. Once mm. you start that often voice shuts up. Um, and, um, that, you know, that's it. It's a very simple thing, but if the only thing you do is go and look at the word genius, you know, and then actually it wasn't the Greek, it wasn't the Romans. They nicked it from the Greeks. The Greeks were very wise. It was actually something that the Greeks called the daimon, you know, this inner voice that says, come on, let's do this. Let's, yeah. And that we have to relate to that voice. It's calling us every day. Cause if we don't, we give in to distraction. We give in to just everything which makes us feel comfortable as opposed to what makes us grow and advance. So yeah, that would be my, my, my biggest uh, tip to people Fabulous. be a genius yep go out listeners find a definition of it and, yes. uh, and make sure you get the right definition i'm sure there's a few definitions that don't quite fit that that uh, probably give alternatives yeah. but yeah find out what the the real root of the the word is and i want to thank you for for being on this podcast pick it's been fascinating particularly to hear about the coffee you know yeah please send me some coffee oh, i will don't worry about that <laughs> tell 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 the listeners where just give them the idea and the name of the coffee again and, and give us an idea of where we can get it from. If people want to, if people want to find out about that, just, just contact me and we've got lots of things. We, in yeah. fact, we, I built a web page which has some doctors like Dr. Hillary Jones and a few nutritionists all talking about yeah. it. It's on a web page called inspirators, I N S P I R A T O R S inspirators.me 
forward slash coffee, but just reach out to me if I can help any of your listeners in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Just and, and how can they do that? What's the best way of reaching out to you? What's um, the best way it's of probably best to do that through um, LinkedIn or just email me yep. Pete at PeteCohen.com. Okay. And if they're searching for you on LinkedIn, it's Pete Cohen, not to be confused with Peter Cohen. No, I don't know Peter Cohen, even though that's no. actually my name, but my mum is the only person who calls me that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. And thank yeah. you um, once again for being such a great host. And um, when you, when this goes out, you know, I will be putting it out there as much as Fantastic. I possibly can as well. Fantastic. And yeah, I, I want to thank the listeners for obviously listening. It's important that you take something away. It's important you do yeah. something with what Peter sh- shared with us here. And thank you, Pete, for helping me deliver my mission, which is to help businesses around the world be more aware of the possibilities, more aware of themselves, but also get some great education. And you're certainly giving us some tips. And one thing I wrote down here is there's a solution to everything. That's, that's the thing that I will take away from this today. Well, if you, you know, if you go outside, which I did a few nights ago and I looked outside, it was a clear sky. When you look out there, there's only one thing that exists and that's possibility. You know, that's why Elon Musk wants to die on Mars. Um, You know, that's why other people like um, Naveed Jain, who I interviewed the other day, is a billionaire. He wants, I think he wants to die on the moon. I want to die on somewhere else, another Pluto, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's been a privilege. Um, Enjoy the rest of your evening. And it's been absolutely fascinating. The talk on coffee is normally pretty plain, but yours has been absolutely fascinating. Thank you. And I wish you and your wife well. And uh, thanks for, for sharing everything you've done. And thanks, listeners. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast.